0: everyone my name is Jin Yu.
1: Hi I'm China. I'm Jackie. So welcome to our podcast we were given an assignment to point out and discuss a major issue in the world and we decided the one-shot policy was perfect for us.
0: The reason why we chose this is because I personally experienced this and I've been affected by it.
1: Um,
2: let's start off with some background info on how the policy became a thing. Um, From 1893 to 1976, Chairman Mao Zedong promoted families to have a lot of children because he believed that it would make China stronger. The population then started to get massive and proceeded to create many issues such as low resources.
1: After Mao passed, the new chairman, Deng Xiaoping, then enforced the one-shot policy. The one-child policy is a law created to control the growing population. Each family unit was only permitted one child each.
0: So, the one-child policy has affected many families and children. When a family had more than one child, there were many alternatives they would have to turn to or consequences they would have to face.
2: For example... Parents would have to go to the extent of keeping their child out of the system. Undocumented children would not be able to go to school or grow up to get a job. They would be hidden from the world. Abortion was another option that was promoted heavily as well as sterilization. Women would be far into their pregnancy, but that didn't stop the government from forcing them to abort.
1: One of the major decisions parents would turn to is abandonment, which would leave their children on the side of the road. Boys are more of a preferred choice to keep because they would have more of a future to get an education, to bring more income into the house, and they would have more work options.
0: So what are your opinions on the one child policy, Jackie?
2: Um, personally I've never experienced the one child policy myself, but um whenever I hear about it, uh, whether it be like someone else's first hand experience or um any any uh any anything that comes about it on like me on the media. Um I have a lot of sympathy for the children that are affected and the families that are affected as well because um losing a family member, like no matter what situation it is, it's still very devastating. It's, it's heartbreaking and it can really shape and impact a person greatly. Um I don't really agree with the policy because uh, I believe that families should be able to stay together, and I hope that um, one day it'll cease to exist so that um, people can be reunited or like grow together. So. Um
1: for me i've always heard about the one child policy in history class or through textbooks i've never um talked to someone who experienced it firsthand and so genuine and i don't agree with the one child policy i do understand the reasons behind it but the consequences and the tolls that it took on so many families it's very heartbreaking and i could never imagine having to go through that myself um, not being able to grow up with parents and just knowing that they had to give me up. And if I was a parent, I couldn't imagine having to give my child up. So I think that just the whole policy itself, it's terrible. And yeah, I just don't agree with it.
0: Well, you know, because um, from my experience, I obviously am against it because you know, I ended up on the other side of the world, like completely not even knowing my siblings or my parents or anything. I never met them, no have connection. I have no blood, like biological family members near me or connected with me as I know of right now. There's a lot of constant questioning, you know, around my birthday I have. Just like or how I get my looks or like what was passed down for me in some way. So it's just all, all that. I guess like qu- question I kind of just sit with through my life.
1: So, junior, you you. Um, experience the one-shot policy firsthand, and we have a few interview questions to ask you. Okay. Um, so, can you start off with your experience, and when you were first adopted?
0: Yeah, so, when, so, you know, I was, um, um, left on the street in a basket on, like, the side of the road, um, wrapped in a blanket with a note, um, That was, uh, we, we, me and my parents obviously weren't able to read, so we had to find translators for that, um, some of it still wasn't clear, but, um, I was brought to an orphanage, and the orphanage itself was very poor, um, conditions, and, like, it was quite unsanitary as well. So, I lived there for about two years, and then, you know, I was adopted, and then brought over to the United States. In 2009 is when I went back to China to my orphanage and saw that my crib was a bamboo mat and my toilet was a bowl, like a dish bowl. And the floor was wooden, so you could easily get sponges from, but, you know, they had padding on it still. Um, the diapers also physically affected the way my hips are placed and positioned, um, making me unable to do certain things.
1: Um, And what ways did the diaper physically
0: affect you? So what can you not do? So, like, with my hips, I can't really cross my legs or can't really walk super straight up the stairs. Um, I can't put them up to my chest. Like, in sports, it was hard for me to do, like, some sorts of stretches because they would hurt one side more than the other and stuff like that.
2: Um, uh, were there any friends that you made at the orphanage prior to your adoption?
0: Yes. Um, uh, my crib roommate, um, I tried to a crib with, and, um, like nine other girls, um, because we were all adopted at the same time. Um, we are called China Sisters, so we have a whole group chat right now. We're all in the same age group from, like, 18 to 20 at this point. Um, and we still have contact with each other because... Um, our parents wanted to make sure that we still had connections as well.
1: That's cool. Um, so you still have your Asian name. And what? why did your parents keep it? And what's your opinion on it today?
0: Well, my parents told me that they kept it because they felt like they were taking so much away from me. You know, like my home and like my friends, my environment completely. And they just really... Didn't want to take that one other thing away with my name. And so wanted, I guess, me to realize I can remember what I, where I came from as well.
2: Okay. Um, um. Oh. Uh, how was it for you adjusting to America?
0: Well. Like, in preschool... Um, uh, that was like the I felt like the hard part of adjusting cuz I was very desperate in a way to fit in. You know, I kind of already knew I was different myself. Um like adjustment adjusting to new environments was kind of hard. And um you know, I became a copycat cuz I really wanted to learn the American way of things, you know? And I just didn't want to be seen as different, so I just Copied everyone, or just kind of trying to hang around people. Where I thought like they were the cool people, like they were like the people to be around, but clearly that's not obviously true. Um, so have you been in contact with their
1: birth parents?
0: Um, never have, never before. Um,
1: you know. have you ever thought of looking for them or going back or, um,
0: just to see if there's any information on them. Um, when my, when we went back um in, to China with me and my family, um, we lo- went to a police station that was oh, right by where I was found, looking for documents or any more reports, connections about you know me. But there hasn't been anything more found since then. And not much found even before. Um, and if I ever thought of looking for my birth parents, it's always been a background thought of mine, but again, it's just like, it would take so much time, you know? I have a school. I have a life here. There's just a lot of... Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a scary process to think of, actually.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So is... English,
0: your first language, or? Um, my first fluent language, so, I wanna, again, I was only two years old, so, two years old It's still pretty young, we can't fully talk at that age, um, but, like, I can understand, like, little baby Ch- baby Chinese, you know, how, like, parents would just talk to you, and like little phrases to talk to you, to give you signals or something like that.
1: Are you fluent in Mandarin or um, do you know how to speak it? Did you learn it when you were younger?
0: Um, So my parents uh, made me take this Chinese Culture Club class for many years in elementary school, because they still wanted me to be connected again to my Asian roots. Um, I didn't like it because I didn't want to do more school, but, um, also just, I felt like it was not very useful to me, but I do remember some, like, I know how to count. I know how to say, like, hello, my name is, how old are you? Um, you know, colors, um, fruits and vegetables, um, and animals, but, like, like, first base stuff, but not even enough to have a conversation.
1: So you never, like, um, will speak Mandarin to someone else
0: to try and, like, have a conversation which just, you know, how to say, like, numbers and stuff? Yeah, and, you know, I guess other Asian people kind of around me ask me where I'm from, and they're Asian as well. They'll try talking to me in that language, and I just kind of look at them like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know.
1: So is it kind of awkward?
0: Yeah, it is. I kind of feel bad at this uh, sometimes. Maybe, like, maybe this, I should have paid more attention, but. <laughs> um,
1: would you,
2: uh, do you have any thoughts of taking it back up, or or, like, future? Possibly. Um, like, if you, if you ever wanted to go back to visit China?
0: Maybe, like, maybe a possible study abroad, like, opportunity, maybe that would be it. But, I'm not quite sure. It's never really like a really I want to do this. I want to like go-getter kind of thing for me to be interested in actually.
2: So, it's a, it's a thought for now, but it's not one of your main yeah. priorities. Yeah. Mhm. Got you.
1: Um so how long after your adoption did you go back to visit China? And um how do you think it has affected you today?
0: Um so it's affected me like I guess who I am as a person, you know, just like my personality could have been completely different on how it would be if I were born in China I mean like I mean, like what i um, you know, if I grew up there completely, mm-hmm. um completely different lifestyle
1: you know? like culture wise and yeah. your, um, your morals and stuff mhm okay, so um, when did you go back after your adoption
2: oh
0: like in 2009 so that was like after the Beijing Olympics okay oh that's that's cool actually yeah that's pretty cool we saw we saw the like the big sites uh there
2: <laughs> um uh so you you mentioned your china sisters when you were um talking about your history with the bonds that you made when you were still in the orphanage um when are you guys meeting up next
0: we were supposed to meet up actually this summer like the most recent summer but um that never worked out just because everyone's so busy you know a lot of, we're all going to college, some are already in college, and we're all starting to, like, really grow up, and, like, I think it's that point where it's our turn to us older girls to now plan it all together. Normally, it used to be every, every other year, like, summer, but. Um,
1: so, on your birthday, do you ever do anything special to remember your birth parents, or just to um, remind you of, like, your adoption?
0: Yeah, so. so on my birthday, we normally put one extra candle um, on the cake. You know, as a, um, I think either a red or yellow one, one of the colors of the Chinese flag, actually. Um, in like, kind of a reminder of my birth parents and stuff like that. And um, when I, I think maybe my eighth birthday... It was definitely when I was like a lot younger, many years ago. Um, I asked for donations, uh, donation money instead of gifts, um, and this donation group was called One Sky. So One Sky is um, is a foundation to donate and help um, abandoned children and orphanages. Um, One Sky teaches communities and caregivers how to provide nurturing responsive care and early, uh, education to young children, um, so I donated the money to that, um, and, the the website will also be in the link attached to this as well, um, to donate money, to learn more stories about, um, Asian American, uh, children and their story, um, their personal story as well, anything will help, um,
1: this is a link that anyone who's listening to this can turn to if they want to help any orphanages um and this will help benefit many children
0: yes definitely okay.
1: and the link is onesky.org uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> thank you all for listening um yeah,
1: thank you
0: Yay. please um yeah please um Click on the link, um, just explore it, um, donate if you would like, um, just read some stories. Um,
1: and hopefully yeah. listening to this podcast has um, opened up your mind and given you a different perspective of things, and hopefully you've learned something just from listening to Jin Yu's experience, as I definitely did, and yeah.
0: All right. Great. Thank you.